This is Robert Harper with Virginia Farm Bureau Grain Division. Thankful today, glad to bring you the Merchandiser Minute. It's Friday, May the 5th, 2023. Another beautiful day across the Commonwealth. Y'all are getting a lot of good done and what a week it's been. I've heard about folks that have already started top dressing some of their corn. We've talked to you all. Many of you are 75 to 80% planted on your corn, your early season beans. Some of you have told us this week you've got all your corn in the ground. Thankful for that rain last weekend. Just a remarkable week. A lot of folks wrapping baleage, some of y'all still working at weaning calves and making feed, just a lot going on and just a lot also impacting local basis markets, how corn, wheat, and beans, old crop corn and beans, how they're moving and what people are thinking about this new crop wheat that's coming right around the corner. We have set a date for the Virginia Wheat Tour this year. It's Thursday, June the 1st. We're looking forward to a lot of buyers coming in to showcase many of you and your wheat crop that you've been working so hard on since last October. Let's take a look at a few of the headlines that have driven the futures side of the trade this week. Coming into the week, we saw a lot of this. 4.2% inflation here in the U United States, 1.1% gross domestic product, GDP. Uh, we had the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee met again this week. Um, I was off on that last week. I was thinking it was next week, but they were meeting this week. We, we know what they did. They raised the rate again. We're at that five to five and a quarter percent interest rate, steady going up since March of last year. Uh, really remarkable, friendly weather, not only here in the United States for planting, but in South America for harvesting. Uh, that was in, in the markets all week. We've had every day just uh, news release after news release about the UN, Turkey, Russia, Ukraine, the grain initiative. Will it go past May the 18th? That's impacted the market. We've had Russian accusations about U.S. threats there with problems that they've had around the Kremlin and drones and explosions. That was going back and forth and will continue here at the end of the week. Lots of pressure on the U.S. dollar um, with what we saw coming in Sunday night and into Monday with the third uh, U.S. bank failure. And just such a shame. Um, you know, I don't know what else to say. It's such a shame about this. We saw how the government orchestrated something is what I'll call it over the weekend. And we had another bank, y'all read about it, can read about it, had bought the assets of the latest one that's failed. I had one analyst this week tell me if you total the assets, combined assets of the three banks that have failed or been seized since March, we're over $500 billion. If he went back to 2008 and looked at the 20 couple of banks that had problems then, and he said their combined assets were just over $300 billion. So significant difference here. We know the time value of money a lot of time has gone by since 2008, but just remarkable. Um, and, and lots of short selling in the equity markets this week. Regional banks, you saw their, their shares fall as folks are betting on maybe more banks collapsing. We did see a down market this week across the three stock market or equity markets that you all watch, but we did see a recovery here today. Crazy, crazy take your head off kind of weak trade in the crude oil market. Take a look at that chart, the volatility. One day we were down $4 a barrel. Folks are getting out of long positions there, building short positions, anticipation of, of a global recession. Uh, remarkable. And when we talk about short selling this week, we saw um, probably Tuesday, we were at a 24-month low on Chicago soft wheat and probably the largest short position 
on record for Chicago soft wheat. So we've seen a rebound since then, a typical short cover and rally off news like that. We'll get the commitment of traders report this afternoon. It's effective of, of this past Tuesday and we can see, see what happens. So volatility. The, the, I had one guy that I work with, um, he gave me some numbers this week talking about volatility. If we went back to August of 2020, looking at a continuous corn chart and using a nearby month as a gauge, uh, corn 307, a bushel on the futures board, August of 2020, when we lost all that demand with COVID. May, a year ago of 2022, the high tick for that month, looking at the continuous chart, 827 a bushel. And then when we just look at the nearby contract today, 596 on corn. So you can see the world y'all are living in. Hats off to all of you all who make so many decisions, observe and react and run your businesses in this kind of environment. Let's take a look at how the futures closed out for the week. July corn up 11 cents for the week, 596. December corn up 7 cents for the week to close at 534. That Dece contract did hit about an 18 or a 20 month low earlier in the week, but it closed out the week at 534. Uh, we know that um, it's really interesting. The, the, the managed money speculator, the one who's betting on price direction, there's short corn during planting season and that's different you know the managed money funds normally they they, they can be short a lot uh, they've been long since covid started so it's been a long run but they're short now in planting season and that's interesting let's look at soybeans up 17 on the nearby july contract 1436 up 17 on the new crop november contract at 1280 and we only closed a quarter of a penny off the high of the day on the new crop soybean contract 1280 november beans that's awesome we'll, we'll hope to come into sunday nights open with some strength when we take a look at chicago wheat up 27 for the week lots of volatility a 60 cent range like i said it would have been i can't remember i think tuesday or wednesday we hit the 24 month low maybe the record short position Come back up pretty strong since then. It looked like we were going to see five something, but closed at 660 on May wheat. Uh, excuse me, on July wheat. That's up 27 cents for the week. 60 cent range trading range. September wheat up 26 cents for the week to close at 671. So, rolling into some more of the stories. We know beans are really cheap in brazil we're going to see more beans being bought and imported into the u.s not only uh not only the imported brazilian beans to argentina but imported brazilian beans to the u.s it's going to be hard to see u.s demand even stay where it is if not go lower with those those kind of fundamentals that are in the marketplace when we look at inspections though this week usda report we had a massive week on corn 59 million bushels got shipped out and it didn't even use, move the futures market up. Remarkable, I guess it was already baked in. Inspections on beans and wheat were good. They came in about where they were last week. So we're getting moved uh, what we've got sold. When we look at sales though, I'll just highlight how negative the export sales was this week on Thursday. We saw a net negative export sales report for corn which was showcasing the China cancellations last week. Coming into the week, plant and progress, we said one of the stories I did earlier was friendly weather here and there. Virginia corn coming in 63% planted, 53% is the five-year average. Virginia beans coming into the week at 19% planted, 
7% is the five-year average on Virginia beans. A lot of y'all, I don't think that'll be a big jump this week with the moisture, but we'll see on Monday what we got done this week. U.S. corn, 26% planted coming into the week. That's dead on the five-year average. U.S. beans, 19% planted coming into the week with the five-year average at 11%. So we were record on beans the week before. U.S. planting pace, we're close to that. Here um, this week, we'll see what next week does. Big rains in hard red winter wheat country. It's a little too late. Um, many producers out there saying uh, for the wheat crop, but we're thankful if you look at the drought monitor map, we are seeing improvements. Texas, eastern Colorado, Oklahoma. And if you look at a 12-day weather model, whoever you're using, you'll see that there's chances, good chances of rain over the next 12 days, not only in the high plains, but in the Midwest as well as in HRW country. Let's take a quick look at the weekly ethanol report. Again, just big production swings, production, ethanol production for the week up 0.9% from last week. Uh, stocks down 3.9%, so a big draw. You do a little math on the weekly production, 967 million barrels of ethanol per day, consuming, crushing, grinding, however you want to say it, 98 million bushels of corn. So great, great deal for our ethanol plants. Um, more first quarter great profits coming out from companies in the ag sector you saw a big one this week way above expectations for bungee uh, just keep keep looking out for those we know a lot of chatter this week has been around a record crop of corn second crop corn in brazil uh, that's remarkable because it got planted late and it's still raining down there when it normally doesn't so be prepared for that argentina this week showing 19 percent Harvested on corn, 36% harvested on beans. With that drought, they're behind down there. And we also saw this week China's Crop Safety Agency uh, stated that they will be allowing and have approved the first gene-edited soybean. And that's not a GMO bean. They're, they're not bringing in foreign genes. They're just editing, manipulating the genes that are in that bean plant, but that seed but that's a big improvement for them to be able to, I guess, maybe making a first step to GMO crops with this gene-edited soybean. Another big story we saw this week is China bought a bunch of corn from Africa's continent of Africa's largest producer, South Africa. So they're looking for a lot of different markets we know. And last but not least, let's um, take a look at what we're going to be focusing on next week. Remember, on Friday... The, the 12th of May, we get our May crop production report from USDA. We need to talk about that over the phone call. If you've got questions, what, what's going to happen to carry out? Is USDA going to adjust yields, all that? We're watching weather. We're watching exports. We're going to be watching the banking sector story. We're going to be watching Russia. And then next week, next week, you know, the debate around debt ceiling is going to have an impact. All the macro influences that focus on your commodities that you grow. So give Josie or I a call. We want to help you with new crop marketing. We want to look at some values when you can stop for a minute and get off the planner. This is Robert at Virginia Farm Bureau's Grain Division. Have a great weekend.